from time to time in our life, we come across those moments that we say catch us off guard, catch us unawares. An expression we use that means we weren't expecting something, we weren't prepared for it, and we didn't plan on it. It's in those moments that we realize, because we are faith-filled people, that God's in charge and we're not. And with a bit of humility and a grasp of the obvious, we say to ourselves, well, that certainly puts things in perspective, doesn't it? It might have been an unwelcome diagnosis about our health or the unexpected death of someone who seemed to have so much left to live for, or perhaps an astonishing, amazing outcome from what seemed to be a rather, rather ordinary event. If we know a little bit more of the predicament of the character of Jonah in the first reading and of the fishermen in the gospel who were simply casting their nets as they always did, and Jonah who was, according to Jonah, minding his own business, we could imagine that this reflection would have come to mind for all of them. Mark tells us that John had been arrested, his ministry is complete, and Jesus is about to begin his mission on behalf of the Father, and he desires others to help him. Where will he find them? The four Gospel writers all recount that he found them in some very ordinary places going about as ordinary folks their ordinary tasks. And we have them, what we call the call stories at the beginning of each of the Gospels. And although you would note from the translation that the call stories only include initially a group of men, but we know from several other places in Scripture that there were many women who followed Jesus and who were with him until his death. And we know that in Luke's writing of the Acts of the Apostles, there were many women who were head of the house churches in the early, in the early decades of the Christian tradition and that these women and men carried on Jesus' ministry long after the resurrection. So don't think that not being a fisher man, you are off the hook. It's a terrible pun, but, but I had to say it. <laughs> but there's truth in there, nonetheless. So Mark tells us that 
the response of the first ones to be called was immediate. They left what they were doing at once and followed Jesus. This is quite different than the call and the response to Jonah. Although today's passage recounts that Jonah went to Nineveh as God asked him. This was the second time that God had called Jonah. When God called the first time, Jonah was not so impressed with this call to action. So he decided that he didn't want to have anything at all to do with the Ninevites, whom he despised, and couldn't figure out what God had in mind to love such a people. And so Jonah decided to go in the opposite direction. He got, managed to get on a cruise, and off he went, and the passengers found out that he was running away from God. They threw him in the sea. And we know that the great fish came along and wasn't happy about him either and tossed him up on the beach where God was waiting for him and said, Jonah, up, go to Nineveh. We might think that the disciples as well could have objected, but Mark doesn't say that they actually did. Andrew and Simon might have asked, fish for men, fish for others? You don't even have a net for such a thing. Like the woman at the well who said to Jesus, you don't even have a bucket. And what about the sons of Zebedee, who might have asked, what kind of work is that? Is there a pension plan, for example? And Zebedee might have said, where do you two think you're going? This is a family business. I'm going to leave all my nets and my boats to you. The call of the Lord has three steps, it seems to me. Hearing, letting go, and following. And this will be the pattern in almost every encounter that Jesus has with people in his mission. And once a disciple starts to follow, then the good stuff unfolds. The teaching, the healing, the forgiving, the praying, the loving, and yes, suffering, dying, and the rising. That's our mission. It's not different for us than for the first followers. Just another time, another place. Same call, same task, same God. It doesn't necessarily mean jumping up and running away from home. But it does mean we continually work on that middle step. What do we need to let go of? Am I willing to embrace a new set of expectations, different priorities than the ones I set for myself? It means asking each time we hear the call of God, whether it's in the quiet of our heart or whether it is in response to the proclamation of the word. What am I living for? Who am I living for? How is what I do and what I say making the world a better place and helping others to know the mercy and the joy and the love of God?
call of God is persistent as Jonah discovered. There is a kind of urgency in, in that call, in that invitation. The element that ties Jonah's call to that of the fishermen in the gospel and to us is that we are called to participate and to mediate that creative energy of God in bringing about a better world, or in biblical terms, restoring the very goodness and integrity of creation. It might mean repentance, that changing our mind about many things, about coming to kingdom thinking at all that is around us and all that can be because of us. I also don't think that it's a one-time response for the rest of our lives. I think our response unfolds over time. It develops, it grows, it stalls, starts again, and we move forward with a certain deliberateness, a, a heart of compassion and a hope that is vibrant. And so the urgency in the called stories is not about speed, but about trusting the call of God. Because, as Jesus says in the Gospel, wherever we are, the kingdom of God is at hand.